listening to the Melanated Movement Podcast with Tess and Anne. We invite you to take a deep breath, open your mind, and prepare to go on this wild ride. Episode loading in five, four, three, two. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it. I represent Queen. She was raised out in Brooklyn. Welcome to another episode of the Melanie Movement Podcast. This is your host, Anne. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? I'm with my host, Tess, and a very special guest in the building. Tess, how are you? Hello, 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 Anne. <laughs> Happy recording session. Yes. <laughs> How are you, my love? I'm I'm okay. It's it, this week's been, been rough. Yeah. Out here. Rough. You're rough. You know, it's like <laughs> but, with a strong arm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Absolutely. But you know, we're we're, we're out here. We're okay. We're, we're out okay. here doing the yeah. damn thing. How about you? How are I you, I'm doing the damn thing. We have a special guest in the building to and just go through our sex series with us. <laughs> we have Sansi in the building. Let's give it up for Sansi. So this is our most requested series and I'm so excited to go through a few I different questions it. with you and go through the conversation with the ladies. Oh, yeah. So are you guys ready for today's episode? So I have a few questions. I have a few conversations we're going to have together and I'm so excited. I'm not nervous at all. Not at all. Out here, just like in a pious position. (laughs) She's like, okay, fold it up like a little pretzel. She's like, I can do this. No pun intended. I like that. Fold it like a pretzel. Let's go. You started with the spices. Baby, give me all the APs. Let's go. See, I know we have the perfect guest for this episode. I'm so excited to go through it. Oh my God, this is awesome. And also, okay, the first question. It's gonna be a, like a oh, it's an okay question. Do you go through the how do I identify question? Like, are you heterosexual or do you like certain things? Um, how do I identify? Oh, so I am mainly heterosexual. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> All right, that's the main. I mean, I think women are absolute beautiful creatures. Agreed. And sometimes I might want to touch a little something. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, men, just men always have a special place in my heart. That's and fair. Pussy. <laughs> so then you're heterosexual and then you yeah. just like to have fun sometimes. Absolutely. Okay. A little a little by curiosity never hurt nobody. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not curious. I know what I'm looking for. Like, I know what This is what the list looks like, and this is what I'm checking out. Immediately off. Picks, picks wine up. Sips wine. Perfect. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we all have a vibe. The audience has that. a vibe. Yeah. And, okay. and what are your pronouns? Uh, she, her, for sure. She, so. her, her. And then I am non binary. However, I do go by she, they. Love it. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're here for it. I like the ladies. However, I've identified as like pansexual before, bisexual before, but at this point in my life, I just like what I like and just that's I where I'm at. I think it changes. Like it changes, and that's allowed. Like you're allowed to change as as you get older. Like you like different things. You don't you don't stay like in the same things. I didn't like labui as a child. Here I am eating labui every day. I like that. What is labui for people who don't know? Because you know, oh my god, put them it, on. oh it's porridge. That's right. They call it porridge. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's great. English. No, it's labui. Porridge. We know it as labui. I just so want true. people to know that how incredible it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know how they go beans. The whole Thanksgiving song, beans, greens, greens, beans potatoes, yes. tomatoes. When I think of labui. Yeah. Yeah. I think of there's plantain labwee, there's sweet potato labwee. Facts. I learned so that. Yes. Crazy. We make labwee with everything. everything. Flour. Yeah, everything. it's fantastic. It's fabulous. Yeah. And, ooh. Make you real thick, real nice. Oh. Anyway, we we always sidetrack. <laughs> it's it a comes food. My fault. Yeah. No. 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 You're good. This is great. No, so, I feel like this is a question that I would like to ask. Like, how important are labels for you? 
Mm, I mean, it kind of gives you an idea of where you're at and where that other person is. And it kind of, as weird as it sounds, it sets boundaries. So mm-hmm. at, with the label, I know what not to say or what to say mm-hmm. or what not to ask and what to ask, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So yes. labels, I think they're important. They need to be identified and they need to be known because, you know, it, okay. it gives a, it gives us a platform to work off of. I like that. It's a great perspective. I agree. Yeah. So when you're having a conversation in this dating world, do you ask the person you're dating their label or what they're into to gear if you'll be down for that relationship? I actually don't. And that's simply because I'm ugh, quote unquote new to the dating world. So I can't say that I've dabbled enough for me to be like, oh, crap, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I have to directly ask if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But as I'm doing more dating, I think that'll be something I have to ask because I've learned that certain things in people's past might not sit well with me, if that makes sense. Not that I'm judgmental or on it, but it's just like I can't jive with certain things. If that makes sense. I, I think I think it's fair. I think you know we all have our preferences and and we all have you know our our soft lines and our hard lines, right? Our smaller soft and hard boundaries. And when it comes to putting yourself out there, it requires such vulnerability, Fact. right? And such openness, and that, that can be so scary sometimes. It, it's ter- it can be terrifying, especially you just mentioned that you're new to the dating world. So I'm guessing, you know. God. maybe previous relationship or yeah yeah we don't have to get into it we won't okay <laughs> no but but the, you, that you, boy you at my doorstep yeah but it's amazing how you are still very much aware of the fact that this is something that you will bring up eventually in conversation Absolutely. with new people you date because the, like a lot of people don't even ask right they no, don't I, ask about how they identify how you identify they don't ask about your preferences or your orientation your and nothing like that so i think it's important to know because if something new comes up and you're like wait i didn't know that mm-hmm. you just you know you're not blindsided by certain things mm-hmm. so i think it's important to ask that's facts so does the past matter or does the future matter? Like, for example, if you're dating someone and you're like, you're really into this person and you know it's you and this person and that's your present, does that only matter or does it matter what their past looks like? Oh, Why'd you have to get so way? deep? It's uh, and for you, baby. <laughs> Tess says the same thing. Baby girl died. <laughs> We're not talking about me. <laughs> baby girl got deep on me. Oh my gosh. Um... You know, I am a. Sh- I want to say that people are not their past, but at the same time, sometimes we are. We're 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 a glob of our past experiences, and that kind of shapes who we are now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to know who you were in the past. But I'm working the shadow work to not necessarily judge people based on their past, if that makes mm. sense. Um, so growing up with my background that's always been thrown in my face like you used to do this this was what you you were before um but as i've grown now like i'm realizing i'm not my past so and i have to give people the same grace so to answer your question yes and no Mm -hmm. like yes the past matters because it kind of builds the character on who you are Mm -hmm. but how are you using your past to better your future is my like is is my thing on like when I'm dealing with people if that makes sense that's fair um so yes the past does shape it it kind of lets me know where I stand but where are we going in the future how mm-hmm. how are we how are we building in the future are you using your past to better your future so I guess it's both it's a little bit of both for me how do you I'm sorry Tess no no, no go ahead how do you tie that in with sex? Like, for example, oh, there's God. a question that comes up that I've seen on a few different things. And we've had a conversation about Tess and I. Okay. As a heterosexual woman, if you're dating um, a male, if he's been with another male before, does that take him off your roster? Oh, this question. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, wow. To be 100% honest with you, yes. Mm-hmm. So I prefer not to date a man who has previously been with men mm-hmm. um i can't compete with that baby i can't compete with that i am 150 pounds soaking wet <laughs> i don't have those tools so i you know 
I can't compete with that. No. And I just choose not to. Right. I, I appreciate the fact that th- your angle is not so much like this matter of, I don't know, like um, feeding into the stigma that may exist with bisexuality. Right. No. But more so a matter of like, well, listen, if this and, and it, it stems in a lot of like, like you said, your past informs who mm-hmm. you are. Right. Um, I think that being aware of the fact that, hey, you know what? Yeah, if if I, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to act, compete. I, I just, you, right? I Come don't, on I can't do that, right? Um, it's it's a lot, it's a lot, and so I appreciate that. I, I, I have, compete. I'm gonna throw a wrench in the past though. So would a partner who has had, well, would a date who has had multiple sexual partners in their past and has been known to be, I don't know, promiscuous. Uh, promiscuous has community to be a player so so what i date uh, your uh, question uh, is would i date community dick yes yes i would okay they're the best they're the best Maybe they be rock. Oh, community day. Wait, community. Oh, I love that. That's exactly what. I've never heard that term. I, I mean, like it. These men be out here with it. That's community, community day. Dick. Yes. Doing community service. With their <laughs> Swear to God. Service. Putting their the hours people in. Of the community. Oh my God. Doing their part. Doing know? their part. Exactly. Um. So you would. I would. Would I'm you date them seriously? Ooh, wow. Okay. <laughs> she oh. said, "Wait a minute." <laughs> what i it depends what's the character like what's the character like you know what Mm -hmm. are are you are you being serious because i'm not going to date someone seriously who is actively out here being community dick now if that was your past cool whatever you know you experience you learn but i'm not going to try to tie down someone who wants to be community dick if that makes sense okay it makes complete sense yeah you have to have that conversation in the beginning absolutely i need to know i believe in that you have to have the conversation in the beginning of what the intentions are within the relationship either be down to do the damn thing or we're gonna work on being uh and that has to be established Mm -hmm. early on i agree early on like in the beginning talking stages because Mm -hmm. Some days, some of these guys are, are Rico Suave with it, and they will have a chip. they will have a bitch falling in love in two point nine seconds, and you'll be like, "Wait now, hold I on, love you." I, well, how did I get on the floor? How did I get on the floor? <laughs> Honey, can, can how is my toothpaste and my toothbrush <laughs> in, your in your house? Yeah, yeah. yeah. baby, it was only two weeks, and Jesus oh, Christ, that is wild. I mean, I I really like that you brought this up because it's going to be a great follow up for a male guest. <laughs> Are you out here slanging dick? (laughs) Tell me about your community service. (laughs) Do you have all your hours? You know what I mean? Swear to God, they'll be out here making chicks fall in love with them with no intentions of time. Swear to God. And I am a fucking recipient of it. Oh. Oh man, do you want to talk about that? Nope okay <laughs> so then does that do you believe in being digmatized 100 percent, absolutely absolutely has been a victim, i have like. a victim multiple times multiple times because honestly i um i am very active in the bedroom like i am very aware of what's going on mm-hmm. and what i'm doing mm-hmm. so when i'm engaging in that act i am full on you Fully- have my yeah you're intentional absolutely you have my full attention and i want to see feel touch and taste everything that's fair so when i'm engaging with someone sexually i am going to enthrall in his every bit of his being Mm. so yes i do so poetic that sounded beautiful it did stop don't all right but that's why they fall in love with me too (laughs) (laughs) exactly Put it on. So then, what's that called? What would be the 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 vagina version? Pussymatized. Oh my god! I've know. never heard the other side. I haven't either. Pussy whip. Pussy oh, whip. Yes. That's that, sounds, right. that sounds bad. Is it? I feel like digmatized sounds kind of like oh, you baby, you digmatized. Yeah, sounds like, like trauma pussy. for me. <laughs> really, pussy whip sounds like trauma to me. Like yeah, like she got you, you say, in check. Right, pussy whip is demasculinizing the man. So I've been yeah. called pussy whip before. I well, guess. you're allowed to be, bitch. I was called <laughs> pussy whip by my mother. <laughs> But not Damn. in those words. Cause she was like, "Who are you without this person?" I was like, "Oh, oh dang!" It, it That's felt. the kind of stuff that hits you in your chest. In your chest, don't that you? That is equivalent. Upawon. 
yeah that is but the thing is about my mom she tells me about myself and and i'm okay with it especially within relationships mom does not yeah but no i i like her for that i appreciate like her honesty i'm sensitive don't tell me about myself mom is like mom can be like really honest and sometimes she's not ready for it and she just gives it to you anyway Mm -hmm. and like she'll tell me something four months in advance it'll take me four months to process and i'll come back like you know what he was right yes i was yeah (laughs) i mean he wasn't lying and shit i just didn't want to admit it at the time you feel me respect Respect. yeah yeah my mom is amazing acknowledge it though you did you did the work for it yeah love it she, all right, oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like my mom comes up in more topics than she should. Like, every time we're talking about something, like, I know. my mom like, said. Yes, my mama said. Yeah. And that's how it should be. I mean, yeah. But I, I do, I'm still processing the fact that these are conversations that we should be having early on in the in in the mm-hmm. dating or whatever phase that we're at because oftentimes we're like you know we'll be five six sessions you know sexual ses- sessions in talking about what are we what? you know oh. and 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 then the person will be like well i don't know right and like okay and then you are digmatized at this point and then you're just you've, you've fallen in love meanwhile he's just trying to find the next you know the, yeah. the love of the life or whatever the case that, is what are we question feel like being on have you been on either end has someone asked you what are we or have you asked that person what are I we? I have. I have been on I've been on both sides of it. Yeah. I remember I was, you know, twenty two and green and fresh and talking about what and green what is i was green? still there like like i was still new to the dating world i was still mm. new to like you know sexual um intimacy mm. i was still very much new to like this whole thing i got you know digmatized and i was like what are we you yeah. know and he was like i don't know and like, shit if you don't know i don't know and at that point i was like what would you like we maybe should figure that out no like but i mean see, we're having fun aren't we and it was like one of those things right and I'm like, I, well, that guy. Actually, no, I you know what it's about you know about <laughs> 11 hours overdue i'm gonna i'm gonna go to i'm gonna leave. Yeah, yeah, it's my time yes yeah, my, yeah. my time has come my time has elapsed. messy <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm, I'm i'm gonna go mm-hmm. um but it yeah i definitely have been there and then i have i guess taken too long to define whatever something was before and i was asked the same question like what are we and and it took me a minute you know like i mean yeah let's talk about it but the thing is i i will i will be honest if i'm yeah. ready i'm As ready if i'm not be. ready i'm not ready you absolutely. know absolutely and that's what's important yeah honestly yeah. i i have oh I, so i'm a lover girl so as as hard as i come off <laughs> um, <laughs> hard baby <laughs> stiff i am a complete lover girl so i'm normally the first to ask like okay what are we am i dropping all my holes for you or <laughs> are we about to make this what's a thing what's the move like can i keep multiple partners or are you trying to be my hoe too like what's going on can I, because should i build the roster what are we doing what's it called put me on the roster <laughs> put me on the roster Add me on the roster <laughs> and to be honest i've only had like maybe i want to say two people that were like okay with being on the roster the rest of them were like bitch I'll fuck Wife your me. shit up. Or like I'll fuck your shit up if you fucking other booze out here. So let me ask you this. Like, would you then consider yourself at this point in time in like polyamorous or just dating, dating. multiple people? It depends. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. It depends on the person that I'm dealing with. It depends on the stipulations of what whatever whatever we have going on. Um as much as it hurts me to say this, the last person that I was dealing with sexually had other partners too. But, and I was aware of this and he was aware that I was aware, but I caught myself getting a little bit more emotionally involved than I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So I had to cut that off. That's fair. Homeboy's mad, but I mean, mad for what? Because he can't have his cake and eat it too. See, that's a problem for right, me. Right, right. And I I mean, if he wanted to be exclusive, would I have been? Absolutely. But that's not something that he was ready for. So I chose to walk away. I'm grateful that he was yeah. honest with you enough to say that he wasn't He wasn't ready. honest. I picked it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm that's grateful that you I decided got. to right. leave. Yeah. 
Because that's what I mean. That's you have to choose yourself first every time. Agree. Every time, of course. Yeah. But he was honestly though. He made it seem like you know we were a little bit more than sex. So then he got you emotionally. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't like that. 100%. I'm a real ass bitch. I'm gonna tell you what the fuck going on. But then I wasn't being the real ass bitch that I normally am because I was allowing all the extra shit after sex. I was allowing the cuddling. I was allowing the fucking cons- like dates out the yin yang. So you're normally like, if you have someone on your roster, you just do the damn thing, then you're like, all right, cool. I'm gonna see you next Tuesday type vibes. Yeah, for ninety percent of them. But okay. then that one motherfucker that get you. Ooh, he got me. He got me. I'll give him that. I take. I'll take that W. Or he could take that W. I'll take the L. I guess, girl. Yeah. Shit, don't count. <laughs> <laughs> nah. She's still mad. Yeah, <laughs> this is fresh. I had sex with him two days ago. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the <laughs> vulnerable therapy digmatized recovery <laughs> podcast. This sex series is gonna be fabulous, and I'm so excited for like <laughs> this is like fucking wrenching. She's like, yes, <laughs> relishing uh, in the fucking sex. Allow yes. me to open welcome it to up. The vulnerability podcast. Yes. Oh my god, I am I am hot all over because I am so nervous about this. Like I feel you know this is definitely at the same taking time. me out of my comfort zone, god. but I am. Embracing it fully. Yeah, <laughs> we're both like, so what should we do? Natural. We're like nervous and shit. However, like when we're it's just us, we, we're able to have great conversations because her and I were we get a chance to sit down, be. I mean, that's my boy. I love my time. I love you too. <laughs> so we're able to sit down, have really vulnerable, deep, you know, conversations. Of but course. once you put like the record on, it's like shit. Like, what do you say that doesn't completely expose yourself? And then when you have someone else in the room that has, like, great energy and you feel comfortable to be vulnerable with, it's like, okay, cool. I can put down that wall. I can can express myself and and be in that space with that person. So it's exciting. Stop. Don't make me feel good. I love it. So I'm, I'm really curious. Are you then able, if you're, if you establish what this is from the very beginning, are you able to stick to those boundaries or do you inevitably fall into something you know deeper up in there you know what i'm saying because you can't establish all those boundaries like saying you know we're not cuddling we're not gonna do this we're not gonna do that it's gonna be purely like sexual intimacy but then you know some people have that little extra you know they have that little extra softness or kindness or whatever that you just inevitably fall like so at that point what do you do do you walk away and end it do you try to like take it to the next level what what has that happened to you? I think communication is so important when it comes to that mm-hmm. because, you know, you, I, th- I also think one party is going to fall. Whether or not, mm. you know, it, it occurs early on or later on, I think somebody is going to fall. And that's why the communication is important mm-hmm. because if I'm falling and you're not, I need to, I need you to understand where I am emotionally Mm -hmm. either you want to receive that or not so I know what to do with my emotions moving forward so I have been on that receiving end baby it hurts to Mm -hmm. be the one again I'm the lover girl so I'm normally the one falling however I've been on the other receiving end where the gentleman was falling Mm -hmm. and I was just like baby we're just here for a good time not a long time Mm -hmm. and um I am I don't like breaking people's hearts but if I, but you have to be super frank with people and right. let them know, like, mm-hmm. listen. I commend you for that. Mm-hmm. Child, that dick was big and good too. <laughs> but he wasn't worth the fuck thing. Ugh. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He was a great guy. It's just the sex was great, but the chemistry wasn't there. And that's I was fair. at a point in my life where that's really all I was looking for, and I wasn't looking for more than that. And homeboy was looking for an active wife. And I was not just wasn't ready for that. And that's fair. I feel like all the hearts I've ever broken were like men's hearts. Like a lot of men that I've like during my like my season. Like, I've met great men. Like, I've had great relationships. I've had, like, like straight-up conversations. Like, I'm down if you're down to get it in type vibe. Like, I work from this time to this time. I work from this time to this time. You want me in between type vibe. And, like, I've had great sex. But, like, men really are like, okay... I think people like talking to me a lot. So then they start expressing themselves. And the next thing you know, like... I don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I I think you're great. Your dick is amazing. You're out here blowing my back 
out thank you <laughs> however comma like i don't want to continue this relationship with you because it's not what i'm looking for also deep down i've always known i've liked the vagine you know what i mean like i've <laughs> always like i've always told myself like i'm going to put in the effort to you know find a wife i've always wanted i've always seen myself since i was in like the fourth grade type like really? that's how long since the fourth grade i've wanted to be married to a woman i just feel like the the connectivity the way that women nurtures like the conversations like I've, i was born gay like i came out like girl give it to me type vibe like <laughs> so like when it came to the dudes unfortunately it was more sexual than it was intimate mm. i was able to get up and be like all right cool i'm gonna see you next tuesday three o'clock all right cool and i could get up and leave but with women like i want to cater to them i want to make them feel special i want them make them like i can do that i cannot have multiple female sexual relationships which is weird but i can have multiple male relationships like sexually oh you objectify men yes i make them my bitches i'm kidding no but <laughs> but that's how it's always been for me mentally like i invest i'm very intentional with women like i want to get to know you mm-hmm. i've had um i've had like people try to do that unintentional like females trying to do unintentional things with me and uh-huh. i catch it and i i just can't vibe with it because i i literally pour myself into them because i've always known what i like or i prefer but with men i can i can just make it happen and they prefer to have those relationships with me because i am a caring person and i know you're going to work cool let me get this together for you let me make sure you're straight you got something to eat like you know what i mean making sure they're they okay love that mother side yes of you. Like, <laughs> i'm very nurturing however i'm going to make sure you're straight and you have a backpack for your shift however i will see you next tuesday at three i will not text you and i'll call you i expect you to show up at three and if you do not show up at three then it's not gonna happen at three i will see you the following tuesday and you're okay with and that. that's not it bitching. not, not at all like, see, but most of us as women and we would bitch because we're like bitch I told you I was gonna be here I could have I could have gave Tyrone that slot but you're right. not here so I think I you Jessica, remove that nagging Melissa, aspect Melissa Brittany <laughs> and Jessica you know what I'm saying Jessica uh, in I, my life exactly like <laughs> okay, if a dude don't show like up that, and provide what he needs to provide me I'm, I've never been pressed I've never been worried I've Jeez. never called him again wow ever. what's that like if you don't show up on the Tuesday at 3 p.m. that we scheduled, and then I'll let you come up that next Tuesday. And honey, if that next Tuesday comes up and you're just not giving, I'm not going to give either. And you will okay. never. I'm I'm that person that can just I snap it off too easily. And then I realized that I'm like, okay. But what's wrong with that? Nothing, because I lived my best life when I lived. Come on. Life. So, so <laughs> wait. So we're saying okay. So hold on. So we're saying that there is nothing harmful. I mean, about he might need a being therapy. easily detached. You should say how many to look. No, therapy. he may need a little. I mean, oh, I've already started my therapy. I'm, I'm going through my process, and I God knows he's gonna my need heart. some therapy, especially if you give him wop wop three thousand. Because it come down for whatever you want it from the front, not from the back though. At that, too much at that point, that. you're pretty much the homie lover friend. So he, of course he's gonna fall. Of course these men are gonna get upset. Yeah, and let him. Shoot. I've had people I've had people that or men that's come and had that with me where they didn't show up or not even that like on Wednesday I'm done and years later they hit me up still trying to fuck and that's okay I'm gonna still tell them no because once I'm done I'm done that's, that's and then we move on <laughs> we're going to better things I'm, I'm looking for a wife good for you so you mentioned earlier about polyamory with Mm -hmm. Tess Mm -hmm. and I'm curious so would you be open to polyamory or is like relationship wise or is it just a sexual thing oh okay that's that was my question oh so we're talking about relationship wise no i'm i cannot be polyamorous in a relationship like and if we're defining relationship as exclusivity um no i can't be polyamorous only because um i can't focus on two people at the same time which is why i've never had a threesome um but also but you'd be up for one or no Next question. Next question. Listen, 
no, we you might I need you, the right person. <laughs> but I want you to continue saying what you were saying, though. So, so in the context of a relationship, you wouldn't be able to. I can't. Be, because, you wouldn't be able to engage in in, in poly, in poly um, relationships. But no. if it's just strictly, you know, if we're casual and we're chilling casual. and we're cooling it, absolutely. Let's so, you know. Let's so, do it. so then, follow up question to that. Then, in a context of a of a romantic relationship, how important is sex for you? Like Whole good sex, baby. Uh, most of it, very much so important. Like it, we can't do it without it. Like it won't work if it's not good. Give me a percentage. Damn, <laughs> this is about the numbers, baby. Ninety-five. Damn. Damn. Ninety-five. Ninety-five percent. If it, I, I can't fake the funk. I'm a very sexual beast, and if I can't get down with you in the bedroom, it's not gonna work out. That's you can be I the man that. of my dreams, but um, chemistry is important. That's my coping mechanism. What the fuck? I need to fuck. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> so angry, sad upset happy fucking is the coping mechanism absolutely i'm happy i done got a promotion so you can we fuck fucking. when you're mad at oh boy absolutely the angry sex. are we fucking are we fucking fucking but you'll stay mad oh i'm mad as shit but i'm gonna I'm throw it back like a cadillac mad as fuck. i like that yo <laughs> i respect like that mad as shit and i'm probably still gonna be mad after we done but you're gonna eat this pussy and gonna make it better <laughs> yo <laughs> Can you, so Tess, can you interact sexually when you're upset? I feel like I cannot. Mm-hmm. I've ha- I've had challenges doing that. I feel like when I'm upset, one of the things that I prefer is to be left alone. Yeah, I like to just, you know, I need time to be able to process, to process it. But I do, I do like makeup sex though. Mm-hmm. You know, when when all is is well again, and yeah, we're able to like, get to process it. through it. You know what I mean? Like I I I I definitely I feel like I'm makeup sex that. is so dangerous. That's, why is that, dangerous. that's how you get pregnant. Makeup sex is dangerous. In in what context though? Like that's where like you combining emotions of anger, but also. I fucking love you. And at this, oh, so much passion yeah. comes behind me. Yeah, it's it's intense. intense. It's intense. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you, you got it. You know, once you nut and you sitting back, you're like, God damn. <laughs> hold, hold on, who the fuck am I? No, yes, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, afterwards, it's a different. It's a different euphoria that you hit. That makeup sex is a different level. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. How about you, Anne? Can you um, can you have sex while mad? Yes and no. It depends on how mad I am. Cause <laughs> no, for real. Cause I've been pissed and I'll black out, and the next day I'm like, man, you know, I'm break. Cause I need a release. Mm. But if I'm just mad at like regular shit, I oh, know. Wait. <laughs> Cause I, I, I enjoy <laughs> sex. Yeah, I enjoy sex. I feel like it depends. Like, am I angry about the same thing I've been asking you to do for the last four weeks over and over and over again, and you're choosing not to do it, and you've pissed me off? No, because you need to get your shit together. Thanks. However, if I it's like a, like a new pissed off, <laughs> if I'm newly mad. <laughs> There's a high oh, percentage, is bro. It's a high percentage you're gonna kiss me on my neck the right way, and I might give it to you. I'm just, I'm okay, not gonna, okay. but I'm gonna wake up like, so you're not gonna wash the dishes, though. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it all depends on the level. Cause like I've been so pissed off before, where I blacked out and I had to like be remo- not reminded per se, but I'm like tell me what you did again to make sure I'm processing this correctly because I blacked out from the anger I want to make sure that I'm putting it in the right places mm-hmm. and then that person was trying to make it up to me and then like we got it in I mean mm-hmm. that's what we're doing however comma once I processed what I was going through like the sex ended just because I was just so pissed you so know what I mean with rage. yeah it definitely depends I got you yeah sure. see see I- how important are love languages for you when it comes to sexual intimacy? Because I feel like, speaking of being upset, if, like, my one of my love languages is certainly, like, acts of service, right? Mm-hmm. I like to know that, you know, I, I can be taken care of because I love to nurture. And I... 
I don't, I'm not the most romantic type of person. However, your basic needs will be taken care of, you know? Like, I will make sure that you're, ta- like, you're good. So I disagree um, with what you said. You're not the most romantic person, but you're a nurturer. You romanticize through your nurturing. Ooh. I love it. Oh, um, I feel so seen and validated no, right now. Oh my God, you, you have like me <laughs> No, you romanticize through your nurturing. And I think you have to have the right person to see that. Because you say you're not romantic, but... How are you not romantic if you're catering and nurturing? Right. How is Dang. that not? That's a level of romance. Dang. I agree. That's a level of intimacy. See, but I've always seen like romanticism as like, you like, know, being able to pull out like the red carpet and the and the, and the bouquet of flowers no. and you know the like the love and the details. Like no. you know, I'm asking you out, so I'm going to you know put out like a whole like like balloons and flowers, and we're gonna me, drink levels. by the sun or whatever. So, like, you've been you like, know you've been brainwashed by capitalism. Well, Sad. I mean, essentially, but at the <laughs> yeah. same time, I feel you we've though. all been brainwashed yeah. by it to the point where I have had partners, and I think that's the reason why I even come out of just like I'm not romantic because. I have been told, Take you back. know, in more than Take one occasion that I am not the romantic type. But I do know that I I show my love through acts of service mm-hmm. and affirmation. Like, you want somebody to pull through for you? Yeah. Like, especially if you're in crisis, like, my brain turned on and, like, in crisis, I'm, like, ready to go. Let's go, right. you know? Um, but it still doesn't. Like, because I'm not like, doing the extra step and, like, putting roses and, like, honey on top of it. Like, I guess I'm not told that I'm, like, romantic. Mm-mm. But I don't acts- know. To me, it's levels to that. And you sound hella romantic yeah. just from the acts of services. I'm You're sorry, so I disagree. You're so and sweet and right. loving and catering. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Damn, I, I, y'all, y'all have me blushing good and yeah. feeling validated and seen As thank you, you so much yeah. this was great <laughs> <laughs> thank you she's like oh shit no, but to go I'm, I'm a romantic I'm like, don't you dare tell me I'm not a romantic I nurture the crap out of you period I cater to you <laughs> I love you oh, we done started a fight <laughs> right but if you come like if you say if, come see I say come see come see because <laughs> we're like so demon I'm like let's go Creole um if if you're not responding to my needs, like your acts of service, like the simple things is like putting away the dishes and like cleaning, whatever the case is, like I feel like it turns something off inside of me. A hundred percent. You're not catering to that love language, of course. Do you know your love language? Something? Absolutely. I am a full blown touch me, feel me, love me. Yeah. I need to be I touched. Like touch is I my need last one. To be yeah. touched. If you do not touch me, I think you absolutely hate me. I love you. <laughs> no, my love language is one hundred percent physical touch. And that's why I just left demon dick that I just love. Not the demonic dick. <laughs> Not the Yo. demonic. Oh, because he catered to that very much so love language. My two top love languages are acts of service and physical touch. Mm-hmm. He catered to both of those effortlessly. So when it came down to the sex, bitch, I was ready all the time. Yeah. But then he was also engaging with other people, but my feelings started getting involved. involved. And so I had to remove myself. But like to answer your question before... Um, having your love language attached attached to the sexual acts, I need it. It has to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I won't feel good if it doesn't. Like it won't be good sex for me if it's not. Like mm-hmm. if 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 it's just a we just fucking we just bop 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 and we mm-hmm. out. Um, if he's catering the, to those love languages, it's probably gonna be long term, and that's when I start getting my feelings involved. Mm-hmm. But if he's not catering to those, it's gonna be a very short term thing. So, okay. So, like, when you meet someone that you're just physical with, it's normally, like, a short-term deal. Yeah. as long, I mean, if they're not doing the extra stuff. Yeah. If they're not, then no. If you have good sex right now, you and Bob fall off. Three years from now, Bob hits you up, like, and you're single. And Bob's like, yo. I'm ready now. Yeah. Like, would you, or, like, would you would you get it in with the old flame? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because mm. a good percentage of my partners... <laughs> A very good percent, like a, I want to say, like at least eighty percent of my partners have been like dope. Mm-hmm. Like they've been really like they've been able to to satisfy Get it me. In. Yeah, yeah. A very small percentage, like have not. Okay. Like it's a very small percentage where I'd be like, nah, I ain't even, I ain't even trying to go back to that. Mm-mm. What about you, Tess? 
Would you go if you had a sexual relationship with someone and it was just sexual, but the sex was good and you guys fell off and then they hit you up in three years and they're like, can I get it in again? And you're single. Would you be down? I, I don't think so. Only because it's I've never been able to extricate love from sex Mm -hmm. i've always said that my 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 heart is tied to my vagina and so in any case like whenever i you know i that's how you know you're a libra (laughs) libra Libra cuss fast but she's a cuss so her birthday is where like She's like where like Libra ends and Scorpio begins, so she has Come the on. best of both <laughs> I worlds. Am where Libra ends and Scorpio begins, absolutely. Yeah. When is your birthday? The twenty second. The nineteenth. Oh yeah, you're on the cusp too. Right you, we're right there. We, see, I I knew it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, so, like I can't are. do it. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do it. I just I I, I think about even like some of the best sexual interactions I've had. And I'm not able to separate the relationship aspect from it. Of right. course. Um, so to me, I don't think I would assign sex as high as of a percent percentage within a relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be good enough that I want to be able to like, I want to stay. Right. You know, I don't want to stay. Course. I want to build that. But it's it definitely isn't something that I would. I don't like to go back to backwards. Yeah. I've entertained mm-hmm. the idea of going back to old dick, and now we get to the point. Well, my guy, let's see what let's see how this goes. Um, okay, for two separate reasons. One, <laughs> I don't want to tell myself. Anyway, regardless, <laughs> I've just been in different situations where someone has reintroduced themselves in an environment where it was just me and them, and there's no one else present. Like if I'm deployed, or like it's me and this old flame that's like in this in this space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean. We, we, it's us the desert. There. Yeah, but we would get we would get to the point where I'm considering it, but my brain's like it's it's not connecting the same. Damn. So like I've tried and I realized the thing about myself once I'm done I'm done. Right. Like as soon as I'm like I'm not dealing with this person anymore, it's it's very hard for me to be like okay, unless I have some level of trauma attached to them to where that's how we bond. Oh, mm. yeah, that trauma bonding is Shit. so real. Mm-hmm. Trauma bonding is wild what is yeah. what does that our culture call that now soul ties fuck them Car- karmic links karmic links oh nah, i'm yeah, good no i'm good on the karmic link. i don't want none of that shit so <laughs> so here's a question shit. so as for you tess i know there's the heterosexual question of if you would date someone who's dated someone of the same sex mm-hmm. but then being someone who's like i mean we've experienced pansexuality we've been in the gay community we've seen everyone if you've dated someone who's had experience on both sides of the spectrum Mm -hmm. does that bother you or does that spectrum being spectrum being maybe spectrum's not the right well i like the i like the use of spectrum yeah but like if you're dating a woman who identifies as a woman Mm -hmm. and they've been with men before who identifies as men and and act in that way and they've been in heterosexual relationships before you Mm -hmm. does that bother you it does not bother me yeah i i don't find it i don't i really don't find it an issue i think I think one thing I love about queer, and when I mention like you know old dick, I, dick is like an umbrella term for me. <laughs> it really encompasses like oh, all dick. sexual organs yeah. <laughs> um, and body parts. <laughs> okay, that changes you know, everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I just it's, it's an, it's an, now it's an put it down, girl. I just wanted to. I just wanted to to add that little note in there. But going back to your question, it's a great question. I I don't I don't. When I was younger and I dealt with more insecurities and I was coming to terms with who I was and my sexuality, my identity, I definitely struggled with, you know, um, women assigned female at birth. So cis women who were, you know, who identified as bisexual. Mm-hmm. So if they told me they were bisexual, then I felt like this, I felt threatened in some sort of way or I felt like they weren't um, being authentic. Yes, but it was in such a way of like, well, how can you lead? How can you 
paved the way for me a new queer when I myself I'm essentially on the same boat yeah. kind of thing you know it's like kind of it made me feel like the blind leading the blind right mm-hmm. you know yeah. you and, don't and, know what you truly want right. so you can't help it's me. like oh, are you gonna like just like leave like leave this thing now as I'm as I'm just trying to figure out to be like you know what actually I'm just gonna go ahead and date so and so now I've since realized and learned that bisexuality doesn't work that way right but you know, still in that moment, I, I definitely felt those insecurities. But now, no, I, I don't think I don't think it would bother me in the least. I think you broke a few hearts trying to do Figure that. Yeah. I think you we did. You fine as fuck. I did. I think you, I think you broke a few hearts messing around with that because you didn't even give him a chance. And, and I don't even think it was like. I mean, maybe I broke. I broke. I broke. I broke maybe like. Two hearts. No. Test. Okay. Test. No know? one's really gonna tell you. Right. No it. one's really gonna say Tess out here curly hair <laughs> and shit. No. Looking good and shit. Smelling no. good. All of y'all looking I mean, fire yeah. and fabulous right no. now. So don't put this on me. No, but I, I that's a great question. How about you? Uh, I've actually never been ever like offended by it i've always been Mm -hmm. like okay cool that's what you got going on and the thing is too a lot of women that i've dealt with have been closeted bisexuals and the, and, the, and the thing is that one that one is hard that, that was hard that one is kind of tough and they won't admit it and that's that, that one's kind of tough because then some of the <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> so her mic just like completely took a dive <laughs> for the abyss <laughs> oh it's giving up yeah Rip. so <laughs> the mic said it's tired of your shit yeah go ahead let's mark that time anyway so the thing is about um my dating I started I knew I was into females from like uh, females for a long long time like i used to question myself for a very long time like i've always thought women were just so beautiful like in like in the smallest ways like wow i love the way her hair curls of course i love the way this like the the sunlight shines off her skin i love the way she smells like i've always been into women like it's never been not part of me Mm -hmm. so when i tried to figure out myself and I started dating men. I was, you know, trying to figure out whatever. So in my mind, whenever I dated someone who was into men, I was like, okay, like either they're into it, and but right now it's about me, or they're figuring it out, but right now it's about me, mm-hmm. or I they like might that. do it in the future, but right now it's about me. I've always I been very that. focused on on this relationship. I've always been very intentional. So if you and I have something going on, I'm focused on you and I, regardless mm-hmm. of what your past, or what your future may look like. But right now in this moment, I am completely pouring myself into you and i want you to be able to pour yourself into me with no judgment i've dealt with a lot of biphobia because i did consider myself as bisexual when i was younger mm-hmm. and that was used against me and then i've dealt with women who were kind of like masculine appearing and we've dealt we've been in the community where like the whole like masculine appearing person with a masculine appearing person is like kind of like a oh a taboo we can't talk mm-hmm. about them. like but they're both women if they like women who also like women like yeah, who what are we cares about yeah. so a lot of like wow. masculine women have struggled with their bisexuality if they are bisexual but i mean a lot of men like like masculine women like oh that women, is fast yeah women wow. are able to transcend from being masculine to feminine to in between to mm-hmm. i look like this i look like that but this is what i look like without my clothes on like are right. you down are you not down so for me the other person's sexuality has never been an issue for me. I've always been like, let's figure it out. But to the point that I've had open relationships to where someone was figuring out their identity, I was like, all right, if you want to have an open relationship, because I was fresh into it too, trying to figure myself out. However, I'm very, like, if I'm with you, I'm with you. Regardless mm-hmm. if it's open or not open, but you're my number one, I'm going to be focused on you regardless, even if you're you're figuring yourself out. So I've been... I've been in situations where there's people that's taken advantage of the situation and then they've demonized me for allowing them to live their best lives. Mm, and then that didn't wild. end. It's, I've, right. I've experienced a lot of different things and that was crazy and that ended up in some heartbreak. And then I've been in other situations where they've dated bisexual women and they've had a bad experience and they've dated me where, I mean, I was bisexual in my past, but again, I'm focused on this relationship and then they've then demonized me. But then it turns out they'll end up being bisexual, bi-curious and because they've already... 
demonize me about they don't know how to express themselves but within this relationship this is this should be your safe space within this relationship i want you to be able to trust me enough to be like i want to tell you about how i'm feeling to where you don't feel like it's something that's hard to express if you're into certain things my g let's talk about it it depends on how the relationship is right if we're exclusive and you want to figure out your your bisexuality then I mean, my love, do your thing, but it's not going to be with me, but I'm not going to judge you for it. So, I mean, I've never, I've never really thought too hard of how the other person may identify because I've always been like, I mean, I like you. I'm Mm -hmm. into you. Like I'm into what we got going on. And that's, that's, that's as far as I've ever thought. But I think society gives men so much less grace. Mm Mm-hmm to have that conversation. I agree. A hundred percent. I agree. I agree. So me. (laughs) So uh, it goes back to what I was saying, like how I said, like I wouldn't deal or date with a gentleman who's dealt with a man before because I, I guess I'm a part of that society as crazy as it sounds like I, but now at my big age, I, um, I, I, while I give men the grace to explore it, I guess it's just not something I chose to, like I chose to entertain, and that's fair though. You have right. your you have your choice of preference. But I, I really do. like your awareness too, right? Mm-hmm. But I do wish, as a society, we would give men more grace. I agree to explore that side and like let them kind of take that mask off or mm-hmm. take that veil off to just be a little bit more less stigmatized. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I think I think the world, the way the world is changing, I'm I'm hoping that we get into that space that men are allowed that grace, Baby. because I mean, for example, <laughs> like men are becoming a are, are becoming more um, aware of their emotions. There's more therapy now for men than like that's more advertised. You know what I mean? Than there's ever been. I but love that. I I'm gonna throw a wrench in this really quickly, and because like I always you do, the I'm devil's sorry. advocate. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's a wrench. I just I. I feel like it's very difficult for for me to fully engage in the conversation about men being allowed the grace and going to therapy without addressing the colonial roots of um, chattel slavery and the reason why there is so much stigma attached to men loving other men and men being intimate with other men. So back in the 1600s when the first colonies like came to be, um they, you know, it was really atrocious the types of experiments and mm-hmm. the types of activities that, you know, the colonizers would would have these like the enslaved people engage in for their own contentment or yeah. for their own pleasure mm-hmm. and their own entertainment right. and right. one of the and and i know and and ann and i we actually talked about um some of this in, in our in previous podcast episodes before where we talked about like how much trauma is actually encoded in our dna yes. and how much of that rewiring we're doing not just on an individual level or mm-hmm. in a cultural level but we're also doing it on a collective level mm-hmm. as black folk as melanated folk mm-hmm. and i think that some of that like some of the some of the stuff like some of the reasons why like we may be afraid of dogs but we're changing that right is because of like literally it's encoded in our dna is like they would literally put dogs out exactly to throw, you know to to actually like attack attack you to and 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 to attack us and 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 hurt us and harm us right right. and so now we're changing that narrative we're shifting it but it's taking years of recoding in order to get to that level so same thing it would happen to enslaved black men where for the entertainment of the of the mass of the entertainment of the colonizer they would have like objects inserted into their private parts of and course. they would be exp- they would be forced to expose themselves they would be forced to engage in other you know like sexual vile acts with mm-hmm. like other uh, like other enslaved people like they would be to- like i mean unspeakable things mm-hmm. which have like really created this like you know if you if you, even if you touch or look at like some men like a certain way especially the oh, black God, man yes. like they're like oh like they they are ready to just pounce, pounce on you and and i think that part of allowing that grace is 
really just having those conversations openly and say right. like okay we need to talk about that right no. and, and there's no, a I lot of shame happened right what that's, have you heard like right we don't really hear talking never. like talks about right. that and discuss like open discussion about the like some of the stuff is still very much embedded in our very in our dna oh i want to piggyback off us. of that oh i want to piggyback off of that as um ann knows i um i'm a nursing student so we're actually having this conversation in our class the other day how we are dealing with trauma that we've never personally dealt with Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. we are having to deal with trauma of our ancestors and of our grandparents that we've personally never experienced correct because once um your oh my god i gotta remember how exactly how it goes but your grandmother oh my gosh how does it go but you your dna is already implanted in your grandmother if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so like we're interconnected right Mm -hmm. so the trauma that they're dealing with before you're even born Mm -hmm. is genetically modified to who they are which is genetically modified to who you will become Mm -hmm. so it's so scary that like a lot of the shit that triggers us Mm -hmm. we probably won't even be able to explain because we have no idea that we're probably being triggered by something that used to trigger our grandmother Mm -hmm. wow crazy mind-blowing how much of therapy do you think you'd have to go through to really realize how much of trauma you have encoded in your DNA to then change it for the generation that follows? A lifetime. More than I, that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that there's like a, this, it's ever, it's ever everlasting yeah. process. Like really. I think it's generational. Like you have to go through it, but also have your children and their children mm-hmm. go through it. Right. Because society is constantly changing and I think that is another thing that affects that as well. I agree. So a lifetime, like, yeah. and it, it's just never ending. It's never ending. I'm you got to do the self-reflection. I'm curious to see what it's going to look like when the matrix breaks. And I was kind of like weird to say, however, we're built, like we're living in a world that wasn't built for us. Right. 100%. And we're starting to see the cracks in the world that was built for not for us and us trying to realize what these things are and breaking these generational curses and going through this generational trauma i'm so and this is why i feel like our congress and our people are like going through old issues like us talking about interracial relationships in congress right now or supreme court right now is dumb us talking about these things that we've just talked about 50 years ago whatever like you guys are trying to replay What's already happened? You're trying to brainwash the people the same way you brainwashed them before. A hundred percent. I feel like anthropologically, we are in a failing civilization. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I'm, I would love to see what it looks like when the Matrix breaks. Dang, Because right now I we're in... No, I do. I, I'm I, good. I don't want to be around for that. I, 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 you know, I, you know all about the bullshit. I want to see. Jesus I want to see what it looks like because I want to make. Because the thing is, this world is not built for us. So when it collapses and it's up to us to build it, what will it then look like? I disagree. I think the world was built for us, but as a civilization, we fucked it up. Yes, I was gonna oh, say that. I was I gonna like say that. that. I love that because right. I was like, wait, how is the world not, not built, built for, for us, me? But I, I still can orgasm, and Ooh. we're talking talking about sex and i can still experience intimacy and i can still experience relationships and and love and and it's right it comes naturally Naturally. to us like in any society in any setting Mm. you put us humans together and we will find a way to To thrive so you see yourself as then in the human pod right you're considering yourself as a human pod right okay i'm making sure that like Wait, okay. what does that mean? What is a human For pod? Ins- human pod is like you're seeing everybody as a collective. Everybody's included. And when you say, how is the world not created for me if I can orgasm? So you're, cre- you're thinking of yourself as the collective, yes? Yeah, I mean, we're okay. all interconnected, aren't Absolutely. we? We are. I'm yeah. just making sure that what you're expressing, I'm, I'm collecting. Gotcha. And then also, this is also why I enjoy our conversations yeah, because then good. we explore different ways of thinking and then we ask ourselves questions we may not have asked ourselves before. And like, oh, fuck shit, you're right. Mm-hmm. Fuck shit, God. <laughs> so like i i appreciate the 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 thought bubble i just create like you know what you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right because now my brain is like going like, no this sh- world was absolutely created yeah, for us I we just as i think right human now, race started doing some fuck shit and was like oh let's try this instead of this because it's, <laughs> it feels less you know it's like it's i wish we would delve more into our naturalistic ways as humans mm. versus all the extra shit tell and me I, a little bit more about that like i wish technology wasn't as 
thriving as it is is mm-hmm. that I guess it connects us all mm-hmm. to areas that we've naturally never con- connected before mm-hmm. however I don't think we would we should have been this connected if that mm-hmm. makes sense I think we were meant to be on a more simplistic wave than what we currently are at the moment yeah so I, I don't I wish and I think the technology itself um, fucks with our energies mm-hmm. as human beings because we are nothing but energies. Like if you want to think about it on a mushroom level, my mm-hmm. bad y'all. Cannot be created, cannot die, can only be transformed. I'm just Everything saying. Everything is energy. So Everything I mean, as a energy. human, you have And I think energy, the electronic sure. gamma waves that we got flowing through these cell phones and these computers and everything else is fucking yeah, with our energy. Yeah, the 5G, we're not supposed to be around 5G. It's supposed to, the thing really messes up with your brain cells. There's research on it. And and people they're like nah put it out anyway. Samsung was like nah release my shit. Bro. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be all right. So, so how cool. does energy translate for you? So you just talk about going back to the naturalistic way of things. Like mm-hmm. how does energy translate into like a sexual intimacy? Like how do you feel Ooh. about your energy in terms of having going back to like using your terms like you know having like people like multiple multiple sexual partners mm-hmm. right and exchanging energies Ooh, like across. you went there you went there i did, I did. you went I there like no i think it's deep <laughs> while i do engage in you know sometimes multiple partners um i'm very selective on what kind of energy i give each mm. one As you should be. because um not all of them can engage in all of the energy i have to give mm. and i reserve you know certain kinds of energy for people that can appreciate the excess energy i give mm. or the passionate energy i give mm-hmm. so um if we're doing the do and you know you're not experiencing what I'm experiencing, I'm not going to be able to love it the way, you know, that I, the way that I want to. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not engaging how I want you to engage and that um, exchange of energy is lacking, mm-hmm. it, it ain't even, you know, we're just, we're just here for a short time. <laughs> I, I appreciate that answer. I love that. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy because you got this, do this thought bubble about like <laughs> this world not created for us and then talking about pleasure and then like how we talked about and then it got us to talking about energy yeah, and then now we're like talking about all this like, I, I feel so happy right now <laughs> <laughs> so I have all this energy I'm coursing it, through me yeah, no it's yes. just been I think this is great um I I I don't know there's like there's there's a lot of at some point there was a lot of um like messages or like Instagram posts about oh be careful who you sleep with because every time you sleep with a new person you're giving them a bit of mm-hmm. yourself you're giving them your energy and where I think that there is a level of truth to it I do think that we tend to kind of go overboard with things like what is your opinion on that like do you believe that with each new sexual encounter a new sexual partner you leave a piece of yourself with them and they leave a piece of themselves with you which then dilutes you a little bit or do you believe that we that that you were able to replenish and like, i don't know like what is your thought on that because i i think it's hmm. i don't think it dilutes us i do feel I like agree. the transfer of energy does happen i, I feel agree. like whenever you're engaging with someone you're you're going through that transfer process where you're taking in some of them and they're taking in some of you of course mm-hmm. however i don't feel like you're diluting yourself by by exchanging that energy I agree um that's just really my, my thought process I feel like people do go a little bit intense with it and they become very passionate about the topic and I can't mm-hmm. really go too deeply about it because I haven't done any type of study or anything mm-hmm. like that about mm-hmm. it however a sex is a transfer of energy Facts. yeah I do believe in that I don't feel like that person takes away from me though I do feel like if if you're choosing to to interact with someone and their energy is what you feel like you can engage in, it should be like a cycle, like a yin and yang. You're mm. feeling and you're continuously rotating. You're continuously filling each mm-hmm. other. So you shouldn't feel empty afterwards, especially if that person is giving you exactly what you're giving them. Mm. Exactly. But it, was, was, it doesn't always good. work that way, yeah. unfortunately. Unfortunately, it does not always work that way. If that person doesn't give you what you need exactly. Right. So yeah. It becomes more of a chore than in like an engaging activity right so you felt depleted afterwards in those those cases and you're you know you're not enjoying it 
so then like what are the where are the circumstances that you feel depleted afterwards is it is it when you're upset is it when you're dealing with someone who has been unfaithful is it when you're dealing with someone who has done something you know Damn, what i mean like, it goes deeper <laughs> because like emotion <laughs> like, uh, like, sex is an emotional connection <laughs> Sex, like I'll be honest ready. like for example I'll be honest when I experienced um when my my uh, next partner was being unfaithful towards me and I chose to continue that relationship the sex afterwards was different it was never the same of course and I felt like I wasn't giving that person the same energy that I was giving them before of course so not. it's not I didn't feel necessarily depleted like um, like I, I just like I didn't feel depleted. I just felt like I, I had created this boundary where I was no longer accepting their energy. Mm. Like I just wasn't like, okay, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. However, you can keep what you got going on. I refuse to take this with me. Mm. But I mean, wow. I'm very much like I have very solid walls. I'm very solid. Like I have no, very you have some great boundaries <laughs> for real. You're you not really a pushover. Unlike my punk ass. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's that Scorpio it. energy. You got to get on it. You feel me? <laughs> She's on the cusp. Like, she's no, we're going to exchange some though. of that energy. But I'm a real one, though. You know what I'm saying? If you like ain't a Scorpio, what you doing, you dig? Ain't no cusp on this side. You feel me? working on it. God damn it. Uh, a whole four days right later, <laughs> still getting the little edge of that lever. It's like, I'm a full Scorpio. This is who I am. That's you, bro. That's you, bro. I've always been Scorpio since birth. You feel me? Ain't no chart change on me, you dig? Okay. <laughs> My chart better, my shoes better, my star better. <laughs> Period. I just God, wanted to say thank God. you for these amazing people on this episode. Oh, I hope you guys are enjoying this sex series. I want to say a special thanks to Santi for showing up and showing Sa- out. Yes. I hope everyone hears her and listen, show her some motherfucking love because oh my it, God, yes. it takes <laughs> takes a level of vulnerability to be in this room with us and talk about sex talk about emotion talk about energies and i wanted to let you know we're so grateful and absolutely thankful for having you with us and sharing this time with us so we'll definitely be hitting you up again because we definitely enjoyed your energy oh my god yes this was fantastic and i hope our listeners really enjoy what the sex series is really throwing out there we're excited to put more things together put more things out we have a couple we have a few um guests um lined up Yes. Awesome. We have a few so. guests lined up for this series, and yeah. we're excited to put everything out for our listeners. We have a list of topics that we're going to yes. dive into and going to continue. And I hope you guys really enjoy this series. Yay! So thank you so much. And yes. this has been <laughs> the Melanated Movement Podcast with Tess and Anne. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs>